and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. It is the middle of October, and this is a big episode for us and for all comic book fans, and I mean, all movie fans, really, movies, television, DC fandom. They took a bunch of fans, like fans of something, not like electric fans or like ceiling fans, but like fans of, of DC, and put them in, I have to assume there's an actual dome. Was there a dome this year? Is there an actual dome? I don't know. I think it was still all virtual this year. I actually, this is one of those weird things where I remember, was it last year or the year before they started doing this? And I don't think there was ever an in-person thing. I was trying to figure out why they called it fandom. I feel like they wanted to like have a play on fandom, but they didn't want to just call it fandom. I don't know. But, yeah. I, I There's supposed to be a dome is what like, maybe it was supposed to happen in like the Superdome in like new orleans or something i have no idea dwayne the rock johnson in his black adam where he did like the intro which we're going to talk about that he was like trapped in a where was he in time and space we'll we'll, we'll get into that it was kind of domish where he was there's a lot of fans there was no dome it was all virtual i believe you're correct nerd bomber Uh, i am a legal 86 that's nerd bomber who who spoke about the dome tactic is waiting in the wings somewhere over there there he is and the three of us are here to talk to you today about DC fandom. We're going in, for, well, look, we don't have to get into it, but usually the way we record this podcast is we meet we meet up virtually in cyberspace and we shoot the breeze, tactics words, not mine, for usually on the order of an hour. Is, is that is that an accurate, I think that's around what the timetable mm-hmm. usually is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But tonight we're going in cold, like we've been talking for like five minutes so it's probably gonna feel uh, maybe it'll feel fresher i don't know maybe this will make us more lively i don't know maybe this will institute some some permanent changes in the podcast or maybe it'll suck i don't know We're, we, that's the magic of podcasts you never know going in so that yeah i keep that in your minds as we move through dc fandom there is as i said a lot to get into i'm i'm gonna start a, a authoritarian regime here and i'm going to pick where we start I mean, it's kind of the biggest one, I feel like. I don't know. What do you guys think is the biggest thing that was shown or announced? Probably here? Batman. And, and yeah, it's definitely got to be Batman, right? Okay, so it is Batman. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were going to say like Black Adam. I mean, Black Adam was like, that was like experimental footage. We'll get to that later. Everything but else Batman. hasn't really been kept under wraps as well. So it's not like a, whoa. It's like, oh yeah, see? I knew that was right. coming. Batman, I mean... I'm not even sure how much of it was. We saw the Batmobile. That was a big deal. Like there were some things that were new, right? We heard a lot more of Robbie P doing his Dark Knight. We saw a lot more Catwoman, a lot more Penguin. Riddler. There was uh, Riddler, of course. Yeah, which we, I think we saw Riddler in the first trailer, kind of in like a wide shot. In t- yeah, which by the way, in terms of like who I'm most excited to see in the Batman movie, it's it's Riddler. I feel like Riddler, I mean, the last Riddler we got was was Jim Carrey, right? Cinematically, at least. The Riddler is due for a treatment, I would say. And uh, I think Paul Dano is going to knock that out of the park. I mean, th- this, I don't know what to say. I, like, this looks amazing. I, I think this is going to be on par with, if not better than, any of the Christopher Nolan movies, which I'm a fan of all three of them. That is a very um, bold statement. I feel really good about it. And like I, I think it's going to do something interesting in the sense that it's going to take a lot of the Chris Nolan elements of it, which this, you know, this darkness, right? Everything's dark. Everything's serious, which I love. And then it's going to inject just a little bit of, 
I think another really important element of Batman into this movie, which is, I don't want to say cartoonishness, but like, I'm sorry, the Penguin is a ridiculous supervillain to me. And I think like, like I think just ha- the, just having him in the movie means it's not going to be as serious as the Chris Nolan ones. It still felt really dark, though. Like, Oh, it it's felt, super dark, yeah. It didn't seem as serious, but it felt like chaotic dark, if that makes sense. It felt totally. kind of like... The, I wouldn't say Dark Knight. It felt like the Michael Keaton version of Batman, in my opinion. That one was really campy, though. This doesn't seem that no, campy. No, the, the George Clooney one was campy. The Michael Keaton was, one was a little darker. I believe that one was directed by Tim Burton. I think that was... Was that not the Jim Carrey Riddler? I think it was. I think it was the same movie. Yeah, I, I, I got a little bit... I got a little bit of the Tim Burton-iness. Like, like I was saying, like that cartoonishness and just like... I, I, I think there is... And I think chaos is a good word, too nerd bomber in the sense of i don't know you know the christopher nolan trilogy right you had batman begins where he's figuring obviously he's figuring out how to be batman spoiler alert it's when he begins but there's no like he 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 figures it out pretty easily i feel like like there's no bumps in the road this batman i have a feeling it's gonna be like he's just throwing crap at the wall and seeing what sticks i don't know maybe that's i think that'd be cool personally like i get that batman is supposed to, he's a superhero he's supposed to be kind of infallible he's the world's greatest detective i would like to see some growing pains uh yeah. i think that would be interesting because this is supposed to be early going batman is it not i feel the like vibe that i've gotten yeah this is definitely like the early going and I, like you said growing pains i feel like we're gonna get just from this trailer i got the vibes that we're gonna see a batman who's grappling with like how far is too far and you know how right. far he can push the envelope and violence and what he's comfortable with before because i mean the batman that we pretty much get in all of the movies and stuff to date is always that more subdued batman where like he just does enough to knock the bad guy out and capture him like they never really right. go super like mega violent it's it's like violent but he's not like out to like out for blood or anything like that and i feel like we might maybe get a little bit of that well at that point in his, his career, he's supposed to be sort of trained and have control over his emotions and things like that. So I kind of get the Batman that we see and I've always seen even when he's starting off where he's not killing because that's sort of founded on his training. I don't know that we're going to see a super gruesome, violent Batman. I think those are things to be discussed in other points of the DC fandom. Well, yeah, I'm not saying he's going to go right, out yeah. there and like massacre villains or anything like that, but I feel like it's going to be... Like you always, when I think back to like the Christian Bale Batman, he was very strategic and calm and collected, even when he wasn't. When he, even when he got angry, he still seemed like he had like a calm center. I want to see a very chaotic, under control. Yeah, I want to see a chaotic, out of control Batman, and I think we might get that. I think yeah, it, it's you know, yeah, that's how I would care. Even the the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, the whole character arc of Batman is he's desperately trying to maintain control and he's having a hard time doing that but he's still like in the end he still maintains control he's like under control you know and it's not even i wasn't even really talking about the violence so to speak although that is certainly an element of it i mean if i was batman and i was presumably i had ninja skills i was super strong i had all these you know rich guy toys you would think that batman and and technically you're going to tell me this is like a comic book arc at some point but like you would think at some point he would just punch somebody too hard and accidentally kill them. Like I, if it were me, I probably would. I'd be, I just, I just slug a guy, you know, like he's in this trailer, he's fighting all these people. He's getting shot. He's just taking bullets. 
mean, he's regretted dis- and killed before. He's regretted not killing and killed before. But it's... It's rare. It happens later. And that's like his- It happens after he's just been just beaten. Right. Another thing about this trailer, too, I want to I mention. No Jim Gordon, really. Uh, I think he might have been in it for like a second. I'm really excited for the Jeffrey Wright rendition of Jim Gordon. It's another thing to look forward to. I think it's just... Another word I would use is uh, is gritty. And I'm not referring to the horrifying mascot that would be interesting but not that i'm just it's just like the the way this trailer ends in particular i want to highlight the batmobile coming out of the explosion and the way the trailer ends upside down where the penguin's car has flipped and batman is walking towards him it's just oh man it's just it just oozes cool oozes coolness oozes grittiness like i said it just it seems like it's rough around the edges batman at one point is really dirty did you guys notice this i don't mm-hmm. know why He's very dirty. Usually he's so clean. Everything's shiny or like matte black, but like spotless. Well, I mean, that was probably though like a a request from Robert Pattinson. He was probably like, you know what? I spent a lot of time being sparkly and clean and I want to get down and dirty and gritty for a change. See what you did there? A little twilight. (laughs) Right. I feel bad actually. Like very rough. Robert Pattinson has done so many other movies and it's so bad that the only thing that he's known for really is twilight because a lot of his indie movies are actually really good but he's, he will always be that glittery vampire that. yeah he, he he's never gonna shake the twilight thing i also feel bad for him he was really good in tenant i'm trying to think there's at least one other movie that i've seen him in that i've been like you know what robert pattinson's a really good actor and it's a, it's a shame what happened to him. i think we <laughs> talked about this on the show before maybe the last time we talked about batman i think we were like man robbie p he just he, he kind of got shafted i don't maybe this is his chance we should talk about Catwoman for a second too, though, because w- it, it, she's wearing like six different costumes in the just in the trailer. She's clearly, I mean, it's I mean, Catwoman is a master of disguise in the lore. I guess. I mean, she's a yeah, master thief, so like, presumably yeah. part of that is disguises. She's a thief more so. Like one of the most intriguing things about Catwoman in general as a character is that yeah, okay, she's kind of framed as a villain, but at the end of the day, she's not really like she's a thief, but not a terrible person i also think some of the disguise for example the red hair was sort of a wink to hey you're gonna see poison ivy at some point as well quite possible i mean it it does seem like they're setting the table you know of of course i think the end all for any batman property is always when does the joker come around when can we introduce the joker when is that allowed (laughs) um i guess you can't lead off with the joker that has been decided you would think the Joker, you'd think Poison Ivy, like you said. I personally would prefer if they didn't do Poison Ivy. And hear me out. Penguin, Catwoman, Riddler, all can just be psychotic people, right? Poison Ivy, mutant. And once you start to introduce that superpower stuff, it can kind of go to the wayside, in my opinion. I'm, I'm also thinking about Bane. I mean, my, my main point of reference is is past movies, right? So I'm thinking about other villains that were in previous movies, uh, but also, I get you know the Arkham games. We're going to talk about video games here in a little bit. There's just there's such a great rogues gallery to draw from here. I would hope that this movie succeeds, uh, if only because it, the vision looks cool, and I think there's a lot of really cool characters that have yet to be realized within that vision. But yeah, I, you know, Catwoman is very interesting. It's, it's the word antihero isn't the right word because she's not a hero certainly, but she's just a very like gray character. You know, neither neither light nor dark. It look, I mean, it, 
yeah her, her and batman and that is shown in this in this trailer too clearly have a relationship of some kind i don't think they're jumping straight to like sexy time which batman and catwoman is sexy time in a lot like in the comics right oh yeah do i do i understand that correctly well i mean that's te- that's technically what happened in the uh the christian bell movies right yeah well not quite sexy time but yeah like i mean they smooth i mean implied sexy it was, time, though. It was passionate implied definite implied sexy time because yeah at the end the very end again spoiler alert look again if you haven't seen those movies by now it's not we're on our second refresh of batman at this point like you should have seen those movies what what is our is our cutoff for spoilers like what's our official spoiler cutoff how many years removed do we have to be on to be able to talk about it on the podcast one year can we I like think one year is fair oh that's not long enough yes it is i think it depends what it is like if it's a marvel movie where then they've moved on and addressed everything like there there are those years when like four marvel movies come out and they're all interconnected so you can't really yeah. talk about one without the other but if you're talking about more standalone type things i think five years is a decent window yeah see i was i was gonna say three We'll look. We'll have to talk. Wait, the you average. Know Leave it up to the fans. Three, unless uh, it was a sequel, then one. Hit us up on Twitter at owlu86 at owtechnic at ownerdbomber and our main show account at onlinewarriors1. What is the spoiler cutoff for the show? What will you allow? You know, what would make you stop watching or listening? You can't watch yet. That yeah. Who 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 knows when that'll happen? But uh, what would make you stop listening? I guess hit, hit us up with that. So so yeah, let's you know go watch the batman trailer if you haven't already it looks particularly explosive i think it's gonna be awesome tactic you mentioned other characters in dc fandom appearing to be just very very violent Mm -hmm. so i think we should move there next okay assuming you're talking about black adam i'm talking about the flash movie oh okay i mean we could talk about the flash next black adam literally disintegrates a guy like immediately but let's let's talk about the flash i don't am i I misremembering so I just want to say, first and foremost, I called it way back when, and it's already been confirmed time and time again that Michael Keaton is going to be in this movie, and he is going to be taking on the role of Batman in the alternate reality. Now, the reason why I said there is a violent rendition of Batman is in the Flashpoint Paradox when Thomas Wayne takes on the role of Batman, i.e. a lower, older Bruce Wayne because his son was killed and not him. He is relentless. He kills people. And the only one he doesn't kill is the Joker because, and again, this isn't spoilers because this is based on the comic books and they might have to do this, because the Joker is actually his wife because she went crazy because her son got murdered. Okay, wait. So Slow down. Yeah. Did this trailer... Michael Keaton narrated this trailer. That's yeah. That's what I know. I didn't... Did I miss the Thomas Wayne thing? Well, being, being if he's confirmed? an older Batman, he's in Flashpoint Paradox, which he, they're talking about going into alternate realities, then he's going right, to sure. play Thomas Wayne. And not only that, the sheet over the Batmobile is 100% the Batmobile silhouette that was used in Michael Keaton's Batman. Right, but wouldn't it make sense well, right, that he would just be Bruce Wayne Batman? It's yeah, not, I think you might just it's not Flashpoint Paradox unless it's Thomas Wayne. I mean, Maybe they might not. be taking like artistic liberties with the story, though. Yeah, but they're not going. They might going be like, to. it's so good. They're not going to. I mean, they might be doing what uh, No Way Home is going to do, which is just, hey, go grab Tobey Maguire. You know, like, I, I, and I don't know if they're going to grab Tobey. That's wishful thinking on my part. I think this is just Batman. I think. I think. I think it would be a. a uh, uh, a head fake for them to bring in michael keaton and, and say oh yeah remember michael keaton well but not that michael keaton this is a different michael keaton 
I'm sure Flashpoint Paradox is a great story, but I don't know. We don't know yet. Let's leave it at that. We have our theories. Multiverse is confirmed. I mean, there's three Ezra Millers in this trailer, or I guess two and a kid who is supposed to be younger Ezra Miller, I guess. Yeah. I I mean, this looks fantastic. It's too short. I feel like we didn't see very much. It was all very... I think this trailer encouraged me to like go back and i don't know watch did he go back to justice league times in this there were certain yeah, scenes where i was like justice i don't know where league. he's supposed to be yeah and it encouraged me to go back and watch justice league again or watch the Zack snyder cut which i have not yet seen neither of which i'm currently willing to do <laughs> so uh you know F- flash fans probably went crazy over this and for good reason yeah. uh you know i was a little lukewarm like the story, like okay. I really am excited for the comic book storyline to come to, to life, but I've always been skeptical of the casting and especially now the suit. I don't know. I'm just not jiving with it. Like maybe it's just because I have in my mind like the CW's Flash show and Grant Gustin and the suits and the, the costume design on that show because it's been on so long and I, I really enjoyed that show. But I don't know. I'm not 100% sold on See, Ezra Miller. You're not sold Flash. on Ezra Miller. Yeah. See, okay. I am fully prepared for disappointment, but my my personal stance is my two favorite animated movies of all time are Flashpoint Paradox and Batman Under the Red Hood. And if there's a chance I can get even one of those, I am just ecstatic and excited. Right. You're just you don't you don't care what the nuts and bolts are. You just you're just happy to be here. I I think, which is totally reasonable. I like Ezra Miller, but it has nothing to like The Justice League, the movie, he was good in that. And he was surrounded by a lot of not greatness. But he was the comic relief, which was like one of the only things that ever worked in that movie. So I think he had an easy time making me like him. I'm not a Flash. Like you guys are both Flash experts. You've watched the TV show. You know, I know his name is Barry Allen. So for me, you know, I'm hoping they inject more of the comedy into it that was present in Justice League. Maybe that's just the kind of thing that the comic relief for him is only going to be in a group setting. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, tonally, I'm curious to see where this movie goes. But the story, you know, is very cool. I, I, I am concerned on DC's behalf that, again, DC's constant problem is they want to be Marvel before they're ready. <laughs> and Multiverse took Marvel, what, 15 years or something see but not, this not long, this exact like one isn't years. a multiverse this can this can be a standalone there is only few characters sprinkled about here and there it's not the whole barrage of cast and crew in this specific story arc given that only the flash theoretically only the flash can traverse the multiverses is that the argument that it, it can remain not only that but he's also going to be the one that the only one that remembers the way the timeline was and the way the timeline right. is. So n- no one will have any recollection of anything. He's the only one that can travel. And that's that. It could be a standalone so fun film. Yeah. There's fewer narrative trap doors. Uh, that, that, that much I will acknowledge. But I'm still... I'm just, uh, that's, what, that's what happened with just, to Justice League, in my opinion, is they decided we're going to have Avengers before we're supposed to. And it didn't work. And I don't want them to say we're going to have multiverse before it's time. They introduced characters in their team-up movie, which was strange and kind of silly. But hopefully, like, I think what they'll do with this one is I think this is the way to get Ben Affleck out, which is funny because I I read reports recently that, like, he actually found, like, refound his love for Batman filming The Flash. 
But I think this will be the way we're like, (laughs) because I think in the trailer, they even said for the flash, like, Oh, you know, if you go back, like if you change the past, you rewrite the future or something like that. And I think they're going to have like, when he finally goes back to the present day, he'll have tweaked. And that's how we're going to get like our Pat bat, which is what I'm going to call him. Trademark. Oh, you think they're going to fold our Pat bat into I don't think so. Yeah, see that. But then, how do you cool how do you rectify did. the fact that Ben Affleck's no longer the Batman? Like, how do you replace him? And then you've already They're have just, this it, really cool no, origin you don't story with our Pat. You don't replace him. There just is no Batman. But he's like story. a crucial member of the Justice League. You gotta. Uh, that's a very fair argument, but I don't. I don't know. I I think just based on what we saw of our Pat Bat, it is so hard for me to imagine him showing up anywhere else than than that movie i think that might wind up being like the chris nolan ones where it's just like okay this is a batman thing his the rogues gallery can come no one else is allowed i'll I'll go out on a limb and say i would like for it to be that i think that's where batman thrives i don't know though i mean yeah again dc doing what they do typically involves them trying to be marvel which means get as many characters into one cohesive thing as possible so that's a good argument for them bringing our pet bat in i love the our pet bat thing right isn't it such way. a catchy Did you make name that up? i just made it up on the spot i you, you made it up really i'm Be not quiet. joking with, with i mean maybe i read it somewhere and like subconsciously remembered it but i can't like yeah, i'm pretty like, sure i just made it up though i'm gonna try i mean it you if you tweet that if you like hashtag it that's going to outer space i think everyone let's get this trending stay tuned hashtag our pet bat yeah let's pivot to to black adam here because I, I do want to get to... So, yeah, th- you know, this is this was one of the couple of movies that they teased that they were like, you know what? It's not ready yet. <laughs> but, like, it, they had this really interesting... Like I said, they kind of just, like, the, the video started with The Rock in, a, in, like, a Super Smash Brothers level, like, in some computer-generated world, wearing a shirt that was too small. I, the, the, the Rock, I love The Rock. Let me just start by saying that. Love The Rock. I think he's great. I think he deserves all the success he's gotten. At this point, he doesn't even look human to me anymore. His shirt is like, it's not a V-neck. It's a regular round neck, but it's so low. Is this a style of shirt that I wasn't... It's a it's a round neck that is so low, you can see the tops of his It's a U-neck. Neck. And I don't know if that's because of his figure. It's a U-neck, maybe. Is that actually what it's called? I think so. I don't know. I think it's just his pecs are so big that no shirt can contain them. Right. He so they can't just like fit, pop out. They, like there's not enough textiles in the universe to to cover the rock's upper body, which you know what? That's fair. Uh so he he introduced this this short clip of Black Adam seemingly some regular folks finding Black Adam and making it clear to me that I don't understand what Black Adam's powers are. Lightning seems to be he disintegrates a guy. Again, I mentioned this before. When you talk about violent some guy walks up to him, which I'm sorry, is the dumbest thing you could possibly do in that in that situation. He's a hooded figure, clearly very mysterious, not friendly looking. You walk up to him, he chokes you, and as if that's not bad enough, lightning shoots up his arm and turns you into dust. Calamari. Pretty cool. First of all, very cool. Hear me out, though. They were trying to summon the power fantastic, i.e. Shazam. And so their exposure to Shazam is, hey, he's a good guy, real good guy. And so maybe that's why he walked up to him. But why do you have guns then? You always have guns when you're in a tunnel. Jeez. I guess. Right. Because 
they did shoot him. Didn't work, by the way. I think this is just... It really does. You Have you seen Shazam? I know we've seen Shazam. Did you ever... No, we're going to... So we're going to talk about Shazam later because we got, we got a teaser for Fury of the Gods. I have not yet seen Shazam. You know, speaking of which, you know, is that Zachary Levi's real body? Supposedly. It looks... Again, it looks... Yeah, it looks fake, fake but like, supposedly he's got jacked in the gym or something. But just like the tonal difference between black adam and shazam is crazy to me because shazam they went like full marvel where they tried to make it like funny heartfelt all that kind of stuff now they really departed from like the darkness of dc and this seems like they're just plunging back in the dark let's vaporize some mofos right they're they're not even they're not just plunging back into the dark they're saying how deep into the depths of darkness can we go i mean the character's name is black adam Yeah, I get that. But like you could, especially when you have The Rock, like I could definitely see them having like a a more sarcastic villain take on it. And instead it just seems like it's going to be dark. What I'm intrigued about is how are they going to cross this into Shazam 2? Because it's all coming around the same time. And this is the main bad guy in the whole Shazam story arc. And yet we have Shazam 2 coming out. So it... In my opinion, I thought it was just going to be Shazam 1, then Black Adam is introduced in Shazam 2 as the main villain, yet it has its own standalone movie. And I'm just curious how they're going to extend this into its very own thing without having Shazam involved. I mean, this is kind of like a villain origin story. And I think the only villain origin story we've ever gotten, and I don't count Suicide Squad as a villain origin story. It's more just like a villain already existing story is like the Joker movie that like that's the only villain origin story standalone thing that i can think of so i mean in a way about that's a, kind of breaking the mold would you count would you count venom oh yeah venom is a good one but like also he's not really Venom's a weird. villain in that movie like yeah. he's not he's kind of the good guy well there's a couple things i have with a couple yeah. problems on a couple different things so the joker became the joker well before the batman became batman it was just one bad day the venom obviously was introduced to the symbiote was introduced to spider-man before becoming venom hence the web shooters and things like that it got that from spider-man's characteristics so i actually did have a problem with the fact that spider-man's not in the venom story arc now this particular one shazam shazam was introduced prior to black adam being introduced and so they have to have shazam and it 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 can't be a backstory without shazam being present unless it's like pre the kid so before he was given the power of Shazam. That's the only way it could make sense when Zachary Levi and Dwayne's characters met back in the Dizay. That's where it would work. So, okay. Again, not knowing much about Black Adam. In this trailer, he does not speak. To me, he is an otherworldly, almost like, I know Thor is a good guy, but like a Thor kind of character where he's, is it like a fish out of water thing where he doesn't even really know where he is? He's just super powerful and has to like deal with it. I mean, this is he's Dwayne just corrupt. Johnson has he's a, he's, this as a he's just like Shazam. But what is the bad guy? What is, is are they gods? Yeah. I've not seen Shazam, so I'm totally totally lost. Dwayne the Rock Johnson described this as his passion project, and like he's very very into it. He has some of the best action sequences and most intense action sequences he's ever filmed. Which, given who he's who he is, that's a big deal. I would think he's going to get a chance to use some of the charisma that we know he has for what i do not know but uh i did not realize i did not know how closely tied black adam and shazam are 
So if before I watch Black Adam, I'm certainly going to have to go and watch Shazam. Knowing that Black Adam exists, when you're watching the post credit scene, you'll see sort of a wink, wink, shove, shove. Right. Because again, this has been, you know, Black Adam's been in the in the hopper for, my goodness, it's been years. Like, we've been hearing about this for a very, very long time. So it makes sense that Shazam would tease it. I would agree, without knowing much of anything again, that Shazam 2 is going to have to do something to bring the characters closer. What's the release order? Do we know what's coming out first? Because they're both very clearly in the early going. I don't know which one comes out first, and that seems like a critical detail. Google's Black Adam release date says July 29th, 2022. And then Shazam 2 Shazam Fury of the Gods... 2023 june 2nd 2023 so black adam will be coming first so yeah do we see shazam in black adam or black adam in shazam 2 or both seems like there's a high probability of some crossover happening there so we're going to talk about shazam 2 i guess just call it shazam fury of the gods but first we are going to take a short pause to shout out a sponsor but before we do that we also have to shout out our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Stephen Keller. Stephen, thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, Stephen is a knight at our round table. He supports us at the highest of our three levels of Patreon support. And as a result, he gets the shout out every episode. He gets input into our weekly game segment. He gets the occasional guest spot, one of which is again coming up. And he, of course, gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. There are also two lower levels of support, uh, one of which is called the Squire level, which gets you access to the Monthly Secret segment and vlog. And there's, of course, the Page, which gets you access to the Monthly Secret segment. For more of the details on all of those levels of support, you can head to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast for more of the details. Stephen, thank you so much for helping us out. Keep this thing going. We appreciate you. We appreciate all your support. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. And we look forward to the quiz today, which... I believe, well, I, I'm not even going to say what the topic is. I'm going to leave it in suspense, but we'll get to that as well. Right now, we are going to take a short break to shout out a sponsor, and we'll be right back to talk about Shazam! Fury of the Gods, amongst other tidbits from DC fandom. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment, and within minutes, you're up and running printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool, with which you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com with no risk. And with our promo code POD, that's P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage in a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in POD, that's P-O-D, and that's stamps.com, promo code POD. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Okay, so Shazam! Fury of the Gods. This was, again kind of a less so a trailer and much more uh behind the scenes scoop 
Zachary Levi. Levi? It's Levi, right? Yep. Zachary Levi. I have a hard time with that, as you can tell. Uh, kind of talked us through what's going on with Fury of the Gods, in particular, lauding his new castmates, Lucy Liu and Helen Mirren, which, you know, that's a thing. I don't really, you know, Lucy Liu, I have little connection to. I'm a Helen Mirren fan. She, she's got it going on. Amazing career. Pretty big get, I think, for for Shazam Fury of the Gods to bring her in as, I think, Calypso is who she is. Tactic, you can fill me in on yeah, the, she's the details there. So, yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. Nothing particularly specific. Not knowing how Shazam ends or having seen Shazam, I was a little bit confused. I guess, okay, so the kid is still Shazam, obviously. Mm-hmm. His pa- his pals are now also Shazamers. What do you call these people? His family. This is uh, this is basically Fast and the Furious. Okay, Super so Vin Diesel style. will be making. I, I, I mean, actually, Helen Mirren was in Hobbs and Shaw. Fun fact. Was she really? Oh yeah, Fast and Furious is unstoppable. They get everybody eventually. It's just a matter of time. Okay, so so they're all quote unquote family. They all have Shazam Shazam malicious powers, and now Dame uh, is it Dame Helen Mirren? I think she, I think she's a dame at this point. Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are coming in to presumably crack some skulls. Hijinks will ensue. Tech Tech, tell us more about Calypso and also Lucy Liu's character. Who I actually, I'm sorry, Lucy, I don't know who you are playing. Well, what I want to focus <laughs> Maybe on can tell me. is. In addition to these extra characters, there's going to be a huge variety of, of creatures. And that, that to me, is what's really exciting. It's, it's really delving into the sort of legends, so to speak, of, of what all these things are. I mean, we're going to see They're, dragons. Yeah. We're going to see, uh, what else do we see? Beast and all sorts of different things. Just, they're really diving headfirst into this whole universe that is Shazam. And that is very exciting to me because... Frankly, on this topic, I will tell you straight up, I am not a comic book expert on the Shazam verse. And so this is going to be a huge learning experience for me. And it just, the world looks absolutely fantastic. Right. So, yeah, we we did the dragon. I'm glad you mentioned that because the dragon was a bit of a surprise for me amongst the other mythical creatures. Again, I haven't seen the first movie, but I didn't know that was something that was on the table here. (laughs) Honestly, it's not often that you see... Have we seen a dragon in a comic book movie? I don't think I don't, that has happened. Yeah, I don't think um, so. I'm trying to think like maybe there is a weird Marvel montage or like a Guardians thing on a different planet. I think like we not might, on Earth. Oh, you know, we did see Okay, so we saw a dragon. You just jogged my memory. In Thor Ragnarok, there was like a dragon thing mm-hmm. that he was being chased by in the beginning. Uh, I think in Eternals, we were teased with the latest trailer of some kind of mythical something. Dragon, whatever. It's Tony it's a natural Stark marriage. Dragon at some point. In the Tony movies? Stark gets a what? In the comics. Oh no, but he not in the dragon. movies. Right. So it yeah, it's a natural marriage, superheroes, dragons, mythical beasts. It's all coming together. Again, we don't know a whole lot about Fury of the Gods yet, uh, but we just mentioned the release date, June second, twenty twenty three. After Black Adam. No mention of Black Adam here, I should say. But yeah, that's another bullet point in the DC fandom thing i know aquaman was also mentioned i did not see the footage and that was that was purposeful they didn't i think to be honest it was more like uh talking about the behind the scenes stuff and talking about how excited they were but they didn't really show like there was no like formal trailer or anything like that if you guys haven't seen it right hey we're all friends the environment is nice this is aquaman i 
Right. And like and, and I know that Jason Momoa, if you wanted to, could come come over here to where I'm sitting and just kinda like hit me over the head and, and plunk me into the ground like a like a stake you'd put your tent in to stake me Is into the ground. Is this a sex thing? Where like, are you going with this? No, no. I just mean he's super strong and I'm super skinny. He could just he could just hit me over the head you. and I would sink yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I would si- I would sink <laughs> into the ground. I'm saying, Jason, don't be mad at me, but we're we're gonna move on from Aquaman because I wanna get to the video games. Before we do that, I have I have one thing I do want to talk about, and this is a TV show, but Peacemaker. Oh, Peacekeeper! Oh my gosh, Peace, Peacemaker. Peacemaker! I almost forgot. You, you and you're you're totally right. We need to talk about this because this is actually one of the things I was most excited about out of all of the announcements, and I didn't expect to be, but like this looked incredible. John Cena in tidy whities. That's it. That's all you need. I think that's all I needed to see, or I don't. Know, I guess hear about. Well, when this we watched Suicide fantastic. Squad, you liked him as a character because he's everything that Captain America isn't. Flawed and not righteous, but thinks he's righteous, but is a total prick. He's basically right. a mockery of Captain America, 100%. That character is written as someone who's self-righteous to the point where it's a mockery. But they're doing something different with this TV show. Like, yeah, he's he's still kind of a joke, but they're humanizing him and i think this could be really interesting to get like again i always go back to like liking the like human side of villains the boys and this is going to give us that and it's going to be super funny like all of the and it could be one of those deals where like the trailer is funnier than the show is going to be but for whatever reason i have faith that this won't let me down well and they also they're they're pushing the thing to i think like the boys doesn't ever watch the boys but they're like yeah we kill people what about it? <laughs> Which, like, I, I, I think it's, yeah, it's going to be very rough around the edges. Um, I think they're going to do a lot with kind of the, yeah, like you said, the essence of Peacekeeper's character, Peacemaker's character, which is just, he's like Captain America, but so self-righteous that it kind of, like, he turns it on its head, and he's actually kind of just ridiculous. He uh, is like, what I know Captain we share. America would be if Captain America became a thing today, honestly. Right, kind of just it's just a caricature, and I I know Nerd Bomber and I both share a general dislike of of Captain America. So yeah, this this definitely I'm glad you I would have moved right past this and forgotten about it, and I'm so glad you mentioned it because I'm also a huge fan of John Cena. I mentioned this before; he is an underrated comedic actor. I I I stand by that, and I think it's going to appear to be especially true based on what this show looks like. It's going to be, of course, this is this is James Gunn, right? I think it is. Yeah. The Galaxy Suicide Squad. So putting together a team of rough around the edges people who do presumably good things. But yeah, it's 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 a form a formula that I think will work. I've not yet seen Suicide Squad, his version of Suicide Squad. So I'll have to check that out just to become more acquainted with this character. But on the note of Suicide Squad, we can move to Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is Rocksteady's video game, which we got a story trailer for here at fandom i i will say I, I i would not have expected this coming in but so coming in if you put suicide squad kill the justice league and gotham knights up against each other coming into this i would say i'm picking gotham knights every time i still am i no longer feel that way personally um i think I the just, potential I, like, for fun is great like they're both gonna be fun but the potential for like funny fun and like on the nose sort of humor is greater with Suicide Squad. Version. I'm skeptical for really both of them on how the combat is. For whatever reason, I got an Arkham Knights vibe from Gotham Knights 
and I got a Injustice vibe from Suicide Squad, where it's one sort of the Mortal Kombat fight. And I know it's very unlikely based on the, the producer of the game, but without seeing the fight sequence... I'm kind of skeptical of the Suicide Squad one. Well, I think for an event like Fandom, I feel like they didn't probably didn't want to get in like super heavily into the gameplay aspect of things because what Fandom seemed to be a lot of was, you know, these quick hitter two or three minute trailers or something to hook right. you on the story for everything that they showed. And I don't know if you, they could count on everybody who watches Fandom to be a video game player. So if you get too far in the weeds for like the game mechanics, you might lose some people. Whereas if you keep it like a snappy story trailer like they did, it probably will hit home with the wider audience that they're probably appealing to at this sort of event. I, d- I mean, I don't disagree Go- that like, I want to see gameplay, but like... Rocksteady has really good pedigree, so I'm not about to doubt them. Gotham Knights, too. We already got gameplay for that, I mm-hmm. believe. I don't remember when. It was last year sometime, maybe E3, or maybe the last DC fandom, for all I remember. Now, Rocksteady has done... Cause, okay, so Rocksteady is doing Suicide Squad, and Gotham Knights, I believe, is WB Montreal. Uh, what has Rocksteady done? Because the name is familiar to... Did they do one of the Arkham games, or multiple of the Arkham games? I'm trying to remember yeah they did basically all of the original arkham games they did you know arkham city what was the first arkham arkham asylum they did all of those games right and i think wb montreal actually they did arkham origins which was the less good one Mm -hmm. if i remember correctly so both of them have batman experience which is certainly good i don't know just watch again what you said nerd bomber which these these sizzle reels if if you please they were all story-based and Suicide Squad was just really fun and flashy and Gotham Knights, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm sure it can engage me, but it was it was very dreary, just Court of See, Owls. That's, that's, Batman's dead. I'm just, my gosh. Like, you need man, to read The Court of Owls. Happy. Both Nerd Bomber and I read The Court of Owls and if you haven't, you should, one. And secondly, you should be super excited about this. It is messed up well like to your point one is more fun and like colorful and the other is very dark and dreary i would say gotham knights is a lot more like the arkham games where you have that like down downcast vibe and like you have to just go in with that sort of vibe in mind because the both of the stories the the underlying stories are really really good and i think if you like the arkham games I think once you get into the story, if they develop the Court of Owls storyline really well in this game, I think it's going to be super engaging. It is going to be really, like Tactic said, super messy, though. Is is Batman dead? I, I might have missed that. Is he dead when that starts? Or is that a spoiler to even ask? No. Like, uh, in the comics, Batman, like, is the main protagonist in the whole Court of Owls thing. The fact that they're going and focusing primarily on all of the different Robins kind of leads me, like, I, I'm wondering how they're going to set this game up. Or if it's even going to tie into like the Arkham games at some point, because and this is a, a spoiler, but I think it, it breaks the three year rule. Maybe didn't the last Arkham game didn't Batman die? I don't remember. Um, I don't think he dies. I think he retires. I can't remember. So I think so if he, they're like following that, like the game storyline, that's probably why we're pivoting to all the Robins at this point. This isn't a spoiler, but I don't think he's going to be dead in this. I think he's going to be captive by the court of owls and that was going to be the big twist okay, yeah i i'm a big and I, I remember this from whichever one of the arkham games had the dlc i'm a big nightwing fan Me too. so i i I, I, I love the characters that they've laid out 
here uh, that presumably are all playable characters. I think that's going to be really cool. I just, I don't know. I, w- I was more grabbed and taken in by the Suicide Squad trailer. That was the better story trailer to me, but it depends what you want, right? It's like anything. This is kind of like an offshoot. I don't know. And I know you're not big on like actually reading the comics themselves illegal, but if you like Nightwing, and I know you like spy action movie type things, there is a comic book run, and it's relatively short, but just called Grayson, which follows Dick Grayson, and he goes from being Nightwing to basically like a 007 type spy, and it's super great comic book run. Sounds awesome. I will add it to my list of thing of recommendations that you've, <laughs> you've given me. <laughs> the uh, the Death Knell. Uh, but yeah, so so we, we have these two video games, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I, I guess where we can leave this is... Who are you going to play as? What, sorry? Who am I going to Who are you going to play as? No, no, that's where we leave it. I want to know on the social means who you guys right. play as. The superior choice is, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but my favorite okay. Robin is the Red Hood. There's this, there's a this show that I think you guys should watch, this movie. Batman on the Red Hood. I haven't mentioned this before, but you guys should watch it. You haven't mentioned it about a hundred times. It, you're, it has been so noted for the record. But yeah, pick your poison of these games. Uh, let us know which one you're more excited for. And also, let us know what aspect of DC fandom tickled your biscuit that we didn't get to. Um, I'm really sorry for using that phrase just now. It, it came out. Please don't tickle my biscuits. I don't like people touching my food. Don't tickle Nerd Bomber's biscuit. <laughs> My biscuit's free to be tickled. Tactic, the jury's out. I guess he'll have to think think that over. As long as they're buttered. Well, oh, okay. Uh, good answer, I guess. We're going to move to what are you up to Wednesday now? And I don't know, say what we've been up to. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. You've, you've listened to the show before, maybe. Tactic, lead us off this week. What have you been up to? It's been exciting. It's been actually been a really good week. Uh, first and foremost, I finished my Halloween candy dispenser. It's live on the YouTube, so you guys can check that out if you want to learn how to make your own. And then the other thing is I have been playing The Snot out of Metroid Dread. It is a fantastic game. I'm going back and forth in different levels, even though I know where I need to go to progress. I'm just kind of exploring and having fun with it. I am not doing a speed run because I kind of don't want it to end. I 100% no, you, recommend you, you, you it. Have to find, you have to find every energy tank. That's the only thing. That's what. That's the most exciting thing to me in any Metroid game is where right? is every energy tank. Just beating it is not that's, satisfying. You have to get, you have to be. Right. Oh man, I totally agree. But the game was done super well, and I'm I'm gonna probably get some curse words for now. What I'm gonna say is Metroids, in my opinion, should only be side scrollers. That's where they thrive. That's where they're the best. I love the 2D Metroid games. I hated Metroid Prime. There, I said it. I mean, I'm not holding gonna, that in for I'm a long time. I'm not gonna curse you out. I'm not gonna curse you out. You're wrong, but I'm not gonna curse you out. Metroid thrives as a side scroller. It is just I am so glad that they made it for the Switch as a side scroller and it's it's fantastic the graphics and the cutscenes are great they're 3d they're beautiful it's awesome i have not started it yet and i'm i'm devastated to have to announce that i've been i've been pretty busy and we'll get to me later but um i'm looking forward to starting it this is a good endorsement it can be a little frustrating at times where you just absolutely feel lost i do want to warn you but you got a buddy here now that who's progressed pretty far into the game so if you need a hand illegal you can always reach out I mean, if I get lost, I'll just look for energy tanks. I don't care where I am. I'm just looking for energy tanks. The progression of the story is not as important as finding energy tanks. I can't stress enough that I will be finding every energy tank that exists in that game. It come hell or high water. But anyway, I'm hijacking your update. Uh, what, what else? Is that, is that it for you? Or what else have you been up to? 
I'll pass it off to Nerd Bomber for now. All right. Pass it off to Nerd Bomber. Nerd Bomber, what's up? So two things that we did. We watched A Quiet Place 2, finally. I know it's it's been out for like a year now at this point, but I had my free little week trial of Paramount Plus and we had to get it in, obviously. So watch that. It was pretty good. I don't know if it was as good as the first Quiet Place. And I think it was because, you know, you lost a little bit of that like originality. Not that it wasn't original and there's still not much out there like it, but like when A Quiet Place came out, it was like, oh, this is like never really been done before. Like there's no really talking in this. It's all quiet. This is so revolutionary. This didn't quite feel that revolutionary, but it was still a good story. So if you haven't seen it already, definitely check it out if you like the first one. This one had a little plot holiness. I thought the first one was a lot more solid, in my opinion. There were some small things that, you know, as audience members, we had to call out. But overall, I'd say it was pretty good. Yeah, because, I mean, the sequel, it introduces you to, like, what happened before, like, the day that all of the aliens came to Earth in the first place. And it has, like, a broader scope. I think A Quiet Place, you know, was self-contained to the farm, And just like that specific family, but you get like a broader look at, you know, what happened in the world and how people and different groups of people either thrived or didn't thrive once the aliens landed. Right. Which is a fairly natural progression after the first movie. Uh, Now, I've heard, I've been told, I've not seen this movie. I'm in this movie. I have been told, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I've been told by numerous people, strangers, nine times out of ten, that I look like Cillian Murphy. Killian Murphy. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, I kind of see that. He's in this movie. I don't see it, but I've been told that by a number of people. So if you watch this movie, I don't know. Think of me. You're a main lead. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I I go through a lot of stuff in this movie. I I imagine. Again, (laughs) I haven't seen it, but I was there. You look nothing like him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, that's... Hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I don't see it, but I mean... In like, I, like when I go on, and I feel like it always happens when I go on vacation, I'll be like, walk into the beach and a lifeguard will be like, hey, have anyone ever told you that you look like, and I'm like, yes, I don't even let them finish because I know what they're going to say. It's happened to me like 10 times. I don't see it. Anyways. Someday you'll have to, to meet <laughs> up and take a picture together. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet this at, at him and I'll figure out how to pronounce his name. My latest, <laughs> my latest celebrity comparison was Andy Samberg. Someone told me two weeks ago that I look like him. I don't see that. Me neither. Hmm. I don't see it. No. Yeah. People. People don't understand what we look like. That's. <laughs> I think that's the takeaway here. <laughs> but anyways, go on. Uh, so my other main accomplishment is I started and finished because you know Tactic was playing a lot of Metroid Dread, so I had a lot of gaming time on my hands. Jedi Fallen Order, and I don't know why you guys didn't like it. There, I said it. There were like okay, yes, there were some technical get into difficulties. It. I would say the biggest issue that I had with the game from a negative standpoint was that it felt a little laggy in terms of response time. Like sometimes you would hit the button to like hit someone with your lightsaber and there would be a decent noticeable lag between like when you hit the button and when your guy actually started moving. And I don't know if that was just a function of like the animation because he was winding up or something like that. But that was a little frustrating And especially when it came time to like jump and do some platforming stuff every now and then the controller would delay and that would be annoying because you'd fall to your death but other than that like i really enjoyed it i thought it was a really good well-told star wars story i think i got super invested in the story not necessarily right off the bat but like 
as the story got a little bit further on, I think once I hit like the third planet, I was very deeply invested in the story. And then I also See, really that's liked... Too long. That's the problem for me. Well, it's I think there is like mystery to keep you kind of plugging along. But yeah, they do kind of just throw you into it and don't really give you a lot of reason to care about the character you are right off the bat. But eventually you do. It just takes a while to build up to right. the story. Because like the whole... The whole point of it was, you know, he went through, was it Order 66, where all the Jedi got wiped out? So he has all of these, like, repressed traumatic memories. And what I enjoyed, and one of the game mechanics that I really liked the best, was that what kept the game fresh going forward was, you know, as he faced all of these repressed memories and, like, came to terms with what had happened and his trauma, you know, he, not only did you get more of the story, but the game kind of expanded to you because then you got more force abilities and more upgrades to unlock and stuff like that. And it kind of felt like it, the gameplay didn't stagnate because you were constantly getting new skills and growing as a Jedi. So I thought that was pretty cool. I just like, I, I think for me, and I, we've talked about this on the show before, so I won't belabor the point, but Jedi combat is never going to be satisfying enough for me. I'm always going to feel like there's something that's not right about it. And that's what's, if the story isn't, spectacular that's going to be the thing that's responsible for keeping me in wired into the game and i think that was what happened with the fallen order is i was just like the story's not hooking me and the gameplay is also not hooking me therefore i'm unhooked and i'm I'm, i can walk away and i did i mean i might revisit it i think Um, if there's a sequel because i think they're teasing that there's going to be like a star wars game announcement sometime in december and a lot of people are speculating it's a sequel to Fallen Order. And if I th- I think if there's a sequel, it'll probably kind of jump in a little bit quicker because obviously, like, you know, Kel's backstory. But what I actually really want is there's a character and I don't think either of you got far enough in to have met this character, but there's a character who joins your crew later on. And I don't want to spoil it in case you revisit the game. But I want to see that character as the main, like the main focus of the next game, because that character well, isn't a Jedi, but I think might become one, but it has other magical abilities that would be really cool to play around with. I suspect the, ga- the game announcement in, in December, should that happen, is going to be the Mandalorian game. Because we oh, saw that fair. beta footage that looked awesome. That did we talk about true. that on the podcast or did we just talk about talking about it on the podcast? I can't remember. It was cool. If I don't remember either, but if we didn't talk about it, we're talking about it now. Go watch that footage. Just, just YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. I don't know if you've heard of it and just type in like Mandalorian video game. And I'm sure it'd be like the first thing that comes up. Uh, okay. Is it my turn? Yes, it is. Uh, I don't have very much to talk about this week. Finish midnight mass. I, I wish I could talk more about it than I can, but I can't. It's one of those shows that it's, it's seven episodes. Spooky show. So if you're, if you're in a Halloween mood, it's perfect. Put the kids to bed though. My goodness, put the kids to bed. It's one of those shows that it starts off and you don't even really, other than the fact that it's a spooky show, you really don't even really know what it is. So I can't tell you what the main spooky thing is because it kind of it kind of neuters the show if I do. What I will say is if you are squeamish like I am, make sure you're sitting down for a lot. Like it's very, this isn't a spoiler. It's very bloody. Like more more blood than I think was necessary. That is the one thing I will say about it that I didn't care for. Uh, it was It was good though. It was good. Really great spooky show. Couldn't really go wrong in that department. Other than that, you know, not not a whole lot going on here. Still in the in the throes of moving, unpacking things like that. Uh, I will say, great British baking show has been fantastic. It's still going on. I'm watching a lot of TV because the other thing I want to mention 
I think I gave a PSA on the show last week, what is when it would have been. Seinfeld is out on Netflix now, and if you haven't watched Seinfeld ever, or even if you just haven't watched it in a while, Seinfeld is, I mean, it's like, I think like one of the things from one of the episodes is in the Smithsonian. Like it's just, it's kind of just like a cultural touchstone that if you don't, if you haven't watched it, you're going to at some point in your life have a conversation with someone where you're going to get confused. I don't even know if that's an endorsement. It's it's aged the same way that Friends has aged, where it's, you know, I mean, look, it's a show about a bunch of white people in New York City who all have nice apartments. So like it's true to life is probably not the right word I would use, but a lot of the social circumstances are true to life. Um, the characters you, you have to go in it's kind of like a, in a comparison I'm sure you've heard before it's kind of like always sunny in that the characters are all bad people you can't go it's not like Ted Lasso where you can go in and be like I'm gonna find there's these characters are gonna have redemptive qualities and I'm gonna I'm gonna look up to them as role models in some way no that's never gonna happen but you're gonna laugh a lot there's a lot of, like the lexicon of society has a lot of words in it that came directly from Seinfeld and, you know, it, it's what made it water cooler fodder for like 10 years or something back when it was on TV and people had appointment television where they watched it every Thursday night and showed up and talked about it the next day. It's worth watching. It's worth your time. It's worth trying, I would say. And it's like any comedy like Parks and Rec in the office where the first season is kind of weird. So you kind of got to like get through the first. I think the first season's like four episodes or something. Season two is fantastic. Season three is even better. And it just kind of goes on from there. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking more about how, your question of how it aged. And I don't know. I mean, it's a 90s show. That's <laughs> that's my answer. And I don't know. It's not a very fulfilling answer or even a good answer, but it's what I'll say. It's a 90s show. And it's a 90s show through and through. That's what you can expect from it. Fair enough. That's the scuttlebutt for me. I'm hoping to start Metroid Dread sometime this week. Been very busy, but that's sitting in the hopper. Also just got my fiance Mario Kart deluxe finally for the switch for her birthday so we'll probably be playing some of that too you have to I've let been her win that for a while at least the first couple of rounds since it's her birthday i don't yet. i have to I, no i have to do no such thing i don't i don't i don't subscribe to that set of rules I, i'm sure everyone knows this but i've been incubating that that gift egg for a long time because i've been waiting for it to go on sale and guess what that doesn't happen ever <laughs> nintendo games do not go on sale like mario kart i think has been 60 dollars since the dawn like, of time i don't know yeah, before the Switch came out, basically. The cavemen were paying 60 stones for Mario Kart. Right, that's exactly correct. So we'll be playing that. I'll be playing Metroid Dread, hopefully, and that'll be that'll be that. And I'll hopefully have a more interesting update next week. But right now, we got to talk about bats. I, I have to assume this was a topic that was chosen both because it's spooky season and because we talked about Batman. But um, maybe that's just me projecting because we talked about edward edward cullen (laughs) yeah it could also be that uh so tactic you're the host this week uh thanks to your your constant winning streak here so so take us away how many species of bat are there who goes first jumped right in uh okay take it away i'll go first i volunteer to go first how many species of bats are there uh this is a lot this is a very large number and by very large because that's that's vague I, of course, mean 36. There's 36. Oh, I think it's more than that. I'm going to say 80. I'm probably going to regret this. Nerd Bomber gets it. There are 1,400 species of bat all over the world, except for the polar and desert regions. But in every other climate type, there are bat species. Yeah, I wanted to say that 
I was going to say something like in the thousands, but I didn't want to bust. But like they're, aren't they known as like almost the rats of the sky because there's so many of them? Yeah, but that's that's derogatory and we don't really... Sorry. Bats are kind of cute though. It's also just because they look like rats with wings. This is fair. Uh, I mean, I was right. It's a large number. So I was right about that, but I was wrong about my guess. So Nerd Bomber is on the board. On my I'm way not. to victory. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, we'll see. The Panay Golden Crown Flying Fox is the largest bat in the world. How much can it weigh up to? In pounds or kilograms? Pounds. Okay. Wow. I'm going to say it might be like the size of a cat. And I think the biggest cat, like a house cat, not like a tiger. The biggest cat. <laughs> think of the fattest house cat you've ever thought of. That's what I'm trying to think of. So, what, like a 16 pound cat? I'm going to go 16 pounds. Okay. It's at least double that. I'm going to, I don't want to use a plus one, so I'm just going to say 32 because I'm sure it's bigger than that. So this was a trick question. Bats' size is driven by their wingspan. They're not very heavy creatures at all. The heaviest one is 3.1 pounds. Darn it. I, I wanted to see 32. like a cat with I was very wings. close. Like, okay, so just this bass ha- fat house cat flying through the air. I wish it was a fat house cat flying through the air. Yeah, I'll, I'll go so far as to say that. So I'm still down, but that, hey, that's okay. How old is the oldest bat? Uh, well, I can work backwards from turtles because turtles are like 200 years old. How old is the oldest bat? Is it how old was the oldest bat before it died or how old is the current oldest bat? What is the because current record for bat age? Thank you. That's, see, that's, that's the specificity I'm looking for. Uh, 52 years, of course. So I'm going to come at this from like a, an animal perspective. I know typically when you're thinking about like even pets and stuff, small animals tend to live shorter li- lives. Like even when you're looking at sometimes dogs, or maybe that's no. Dogs are not right. Smaller dogs tend to live longer. But typically like rodents and stuff like that don't live as long as other animals. Yeah, My aunt had a chihuahua that lived to be like 23. Damn. Which is like insane for dogs. So... But I'm going to say for a bat, like eight years. So you took a good philosophy and most bats live less than 20 years in the wild. Scientists have documented six species, however, that live more than 30 years. And in 2006, a tiny bat from Siberia set the record at 41 years old. So Nerd Bomber gets ah! it. Yes! <laughs> you teased me. You made, me, you made it seem like I was going to get it. That was mean. I thought it was. I thought it was a good buildup. I accept the outcome. Okay, so I have to sweep this now, right? Because there's only two questions left. You have I to assume. sweep it to tie. Yeah, right. And then so okay, force the tie. We're not just going to talk about the mammal bats. We're going to talk about Batman bats. When Why don't did we? Batman first appear? Oh, God. I'm. I'm okay. I'm not. And this first. is as That's far good. as a comic debut. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh boy, I think Batman's been around for a long time. I'm gonna say 1920. I feel like that might be too early. I'm virtually certain that it was in the 30s, so I'm going to say 1930. Take it from there. So Illegal gets this one. The character of Batman debuted in May 1939 in the Detective Comics number 27. The success of Batman's appearances in Detective Comics then led to his own spin-off series in the 1940s. Okay, so it's two to one going into the last question. Uh, why don't we do Can we do a text in for this? Because I, I, want, I want to be above board. And the text in is for the tiebreaker. Stops trying to cheat the system. Okay, fine. Fair enough. What Do year did Dracula first appear? In what? Society? Like, do you, do you mean like the book? Yes, the book. Okay. The book. Okay. 
Uh, oh boy. We're, I feel like we're definitely talking 1800s here. 18, yeah, 18, 1831. Definitely. 100%. I've been on a Nerd losing Bomber. streak, so I'm going to do it. 1832. Come on. What is this? This is not, it's not even, it's not fun for the listeners, but fine. I hope it's 1831. I hope you get screwed. The first edition of Dracula published on May 16th by Archard Constable and Company London and priced at six shillings. And yes, I skipped the year for to build suspense. It was 1897. And so the plus one rule prevails. Okay. And Nerd Bomber takes yeah. the W. I mean, look, I can't be that mad. I, I want to make something clear here. This is my third loss of the year. Like how? Yeah, like I needed I'm, this I'm, one, man. I needed it. I'm going to pat myself on the back because that's extremely impressive uh, in its own right. Nerd Bomber moves to 10 and 10. Tactic at 9 and 9. So functionally, that means you guys are tied. Again, going into here the second half of October and then November, December, and then I don't know when the cutoff date is. I guess New Year's is when we, I don't know, get a dunk tank or something. We haven't decided yet what we're going to do. Very exciting times for the podcast. I feel f- fairly safe. In fact, at this point, how many weeks are left in the year? Can I even, can I lose? We can we can do this uh, math hot on the press. Mathematic, mathematically, I'm not even sure it's possible because there's only like 10 weeks left in the year. Yeah, there's exactly 10 weeks left in the year. So I would be at worst 15 and 13 I guess it's possible for both of you to have winning records at the end of the year, but I feel, mathematically, since we all play each other, I'm not sure it's possible. I don't feel like doing the work to figure that out. You could be last. If you were 10 and 13, and since we have a tying record, we would be... No, no. I would I would be, at worst, 15 and 13. Oh, yeah. No, you'd still win. Okay. I, th- I think I think I got it in the bag, but again, that's not fun. So let's, let's, stop, let's stop talking about it. Plus, Steven is going to be involved at some point. That throws a monkey wrench into the mathematics. Um, so let's not even try and let's just congratulate nerd bomber on her win even though it was it was gained via underhanded tactics <laughs> that's that's all i'm gonna say hey i saved my right. plus one for the entire game and waited till it was strategically necessary so hey all i heard just then was blah 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 an underhanded quiz master so i don't know do, do with that slam what you will next week we'll be back uh as far as what we're going to be talking about that's for your imagination to decide in the meantime, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review there. We would love to hear from you. Twitter, also, we have all three of us have handles, and there's a main show account already mentioned in there. Go find us, talk to us about anything in DC fandom, in particular, whether or not there's actually a dome or ever will be a dome, because we still haven't figured that out. And uh, have a fantastic week as, as the weather starts to turn towards fall. I think it's very important that we all go out to the cider farms and find a cider master i'm not even sure if that's a real person but it's on you now to find this person and tell them about the online warriors podcast spread the good word maybe get some free cider it's cider season everybody go drink some and we'll see you next week